They'll wake up early, do a little studying, take the dog out, finish that audiobook until the very end, finish that workout, then stop by McDonald's for breakfast and somehow manage to do it all before that 10 a.m. meeting meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Any two for two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Tea with Tash podcast. We are nearing our end of our first season here, and I'm just out here getting the absolute coolest guests, which includes today's You Guys Are Gonna Die. Today's guest is an American singer and television personality best known for her time on The Real Housewives of Vancouver. Please welcome recording artist, humanitarian, and mother of three, Mary Zilba. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm actually having tea because it's tea with tea, right? (laughs) I mean, honestly, and anybody's tea can be whatever it is. Literal tea, tequila, whatever you feel like. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Thank you for being here. I am so excited because this is like a, I feel like I have a lot of full circle moments on this podcast lately, and you are one of them. Because before I even started this podcast, I had messaged you saying, I loved your podcast at the time and just loved you on the show, of course. And your response was so sweet. And you just said, don't hesitate to ask, like, I will be there. Like, it's just a full circle moment for me to have you on and just, oh, I'm, I literally have no words for you. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Well, I'm honored to be on and thank you about my podcast. I'm going to be firing it up again soon. So I'll have you on mine. Oh my God. How exciting. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It's a lot of work to do a podcast. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, obviously, we know you best from Vancouver Housewives. I just want to start off by talking about that experience, if you don't mind, because I can tell you what I think that experience was like for you. <laughs> just by watching. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say one of the well, you'll probably ask me this question. So I, I should sure. just let you go ahead. But one of the things that that I would start off by saying is that, yes, it was real. Everything on the show was real. Most people, that's the first question I get was, was it real or was it scripted? And I'm always like, it was was real. Yeah. I mean, I, the whole, the whole Housewives franchise, whether it's Canadian or US, always gravitated towards me. And I, to this day, have pretty much watched every franchise you can imagine, except for a couple of the overseas ones. Um. But for your guys's, for Vancouver especially, I just found that it was so nice to see places that like I had been to, such as Whistler, or just even being downtown Vancouver, which is beautiful. We have one of the most beautiful cities in Canada. Um, But I just, what was the whole experience like filming with the ladies and just the entire experience in, in a whole? Well, uh, it's a really, really good question. And it's a, it's a question that, I mean, it's very well-rounded question because I mean, in retrospect, you can, I could look at it and think, I'm glad that I did it in some regards, but 
while I was doing it, it was probably one of the most painful experiences of my life Yeah, because, you know, it was very real and I didn't know really what to expect. Um, I was a single mom. My, my ex-husband had moved to Los Angeles and I was just kind of in the middle of sort of trying to figure out what I was going to do. If I was going to go back into TV, if I was going to go back into music, do a new record. And I got this phone call um, just out of the blue from Lark Productions shortlist to be on a reality show. And I was like, what reality show? What are you talking right. about? And, um, and then they said, well, we can't tell you until we send you an NDA and then um, we'll send you a questionnaire about the show. And so, you know, a couple, like a week later, then I found out it was Housewives. Well, I had never seen the franchise at all. So I really didn't know what it was about. I kind of confused it with Desperate Housewives, the, right. the television series. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I need the diversion and mm-hmm. all that. Stuff. So I thought I'll give it a shot. So I filled out everything. And, and um, then I got a call back about a month and a half later saying, you know, we, we picked you to be on the show. And I was like, whoa. And that in between that, I had done some research and found out what it was about. And I was a little bit nervous. So when they told me I got the part, I was kind of like, oh, I need to think about this. I don't want to fight with other women. I didn't realize that was what it was about. Um, And then, um, and so eventually my mother and my sister convinced me to do it and just be myself. And what, how bad could it possibly be? (laughs) (laughs) Little did we know. Little did we know. I also wondered, sorry to cut you off, but I also wondered what it was like to be the first Canadian housewives. Like, did you find that there was a lot of pressure in holding that title? Yeah, I mean, I think there was just because when I found out more about how many franchises there were in the United States, um, I thought it was going to be, it was very unique in that we were doing it in Canada. And because Canadians, I think, have a little bit of a different, um, you know, I think, the Canadians are a little nicer totally and, uh, more polite and things like that so I think there was a little bit more of a you know people expecting more from Canadian housewives right. when it first aired than they would be in their counterparts just because they didn't think it was going to have so, so much nastiness and lo and behold so many people thought wow the Canadian one is worse than all the Americans put together <laughs> <laughs> I mean at some points it did and like um, and I'm not just saying this because you're on my podcast, like you were one of my most memorable from the franchise, because I don't hear about any other housewives. I mean, I mostly keep up with you on social media, but I don't keep up with anybody else. Like, and I found that you are the nicest on social media. You're the most interesting, you're easygoing. And I found on the show that everybody Ew. just had a problem with whatever you were doing. And it bothered the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, let this woman live her life. Like everybody else is doing it. Why can't she do it? Like, Oh my God. It's still to the, thank you so much for saying that. Of course. That's so sweet. I, you know, I, I don't still to this day, I really don't know what it was that, that, um, that Jody, for instance, uh, you know, had against me. I really, it's, and, and then of course, Ronnie, who I actually, um, was friends with, right. um, she, she wanted to get on the show. So I recommended that she get on to this, to the, uh, production company Absolutely. and, uh, and I got basically pretty much helped her get on the show. And then, and then she turned on me. So it was a very, you know, it was, it was very difficult. And then a lot of the other girls kind of follow Jody and Ronnie's lead and uh thank God for Christina season one and Robin season two because 
I ended up getting some kind of allies. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really difficult, and I never, still to this day, understood why um, why they were the way they were to me because I certainly wasn't one in everyone's face, and I didn't want to be argumentative with anyone. And I don't know if that left me more wide open for it. Um, but I was just trying to survive. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, but you just like constantly like took something like the next bullet and the next bullet, and like Jody could not stop. Like she couldn't stop. You're right. She couldn't stop. And I still don't know what her deal was. But for me, you know, when I went in it, I thought to myself, I worked my whole life, you know, to, to, to have my, you know, to be proud of myself. And also then I had children and I thought, you know, I, I I went to university. I was in the Miss America pageant. I've been singing my whole life. I moved to LA. I did so many things things that people didn't know that I did and I was like you know all those things could be ruined in one episode if I were to throw a chair throw a glass of wine you know I just and so I just didn't do it and in turn I think that made them believe that I was being a victim and I wasn't I was just not going to stoop down to that level yeah and I just just to touch on the ladies do you keep in touch with anybody because I mean I've had Robin on the podcast and it didn't really sound to me like you guys were friends (laughs) No, no, we're not because she did not have anything good to say. And I was like, that's my girl. Like I kind of, I kind of not going to lie. I turned off a little bit because I was like, I didn't expect that from her, especially watching you guys on the show. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. It was like really weird because after the show had, had wrapped and it was like a, I guess a couple of months or I mean maybe even a year after um Robin and I were friends I thought and then there was just one occasion where I was invited to something and she felt I should have invited her to it but I was invited by someone else Mm -hmm. I think it was that it was something so petty and so ridiculous and she wanted me to invite her I think it was to that oh I can't remember the name of it where they wear the hats and the um the horse racing thing um they do it every where, um, I know and I was invited by someone. Oh. Yeah, the some the Dayton Cup, right? And she had asked me to go, or asked me about being uh, if why I didn't invite her to go. And I was like, I didn't, I couldn't because it wasn't my invitation. I was invited by uh, one of my friends, and she got upset with me that I didn't invite her to go. And that was the downturn of everything. And I was, and it was such an innocent thing on my end. I didn't. You know, and then Robin turned and went to Ronnie, and. Um, started getting allies against me and um, it was so all of this that happened on the show continued in real life after the show and on social media and and the nastiness was just something I mean I it was bullying at its finest you know so after that yeah I just never spoke to Robin after that and then when my mother passed away this last year yeah which I'm so sorry about by the way Oh, thank you. It was just tragic and uh, unexpected surgical error. And um, Robin wrote me. Oh, wow. Yeah, out of the blue and just and said that she was so sorry. And, um, and Ronnie wrote me as well. And uh, those both of them I hadn't spoken to. So I, so I have been having some conversation on text with both of them, not Robin so much as Ronnie now, but Ronnie and I went back many, many years. Right. Um, but I didn't think I'd ever speak to either one of them. And it's interesting, you know, I did appreciate at one of the worst times in my life that they, both of them did stand, you know, um, did contact me and, right. and I, it meant a lot 
to me that they did that. So um, I don't really know what, why Robin turned on me like she did, but she did end up being pretty nasty and pretty horrible. Yeah. And I, yeah. And so I, I don't understand that kind of behavior, but mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I figured I just can't and I, and I never will. So I'm just sort of trying to, you know, I just always pick up and move forward and try to surround myself with people who are, you know, elevate my life, not bring me down, I guess. For sure. And that's why I love you because like even mentioning that they had contacted you, like if somebody had contacted me that I haven't talked to in a long time, I, I would not respond. I would just be that petty and just be like, you're not even worth my response. And you're coming to me in a time where I'm down and you think that you help, like you texting me is going to help me. Like, no, like good for yeah. you because I would just lose my shit. <laughs> you know but, what? It's just, but at the same time, I was like, I thought very brave of both of them too. Cause you know how hard it is to reach out to someone that you love or that you are really friends with when something tragic happens in their life. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to react. And, and I felt like both of them to reach out to me was pretty courageous. Yeah. Um, especially at a time that, you know, couldn't have been worse for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so I thought, you know, if they're going to reach out, should be cordial enough and nice enough to reach back despite all the stuff that happened. Right. Um, That's so nice of you. And I don't really know what, what Robin's story is. I know Ronnie is, um, you know, we go back and, and what Ronnie did to me on the show was something that was absolutely blindsided me and something that I had a very, very, very difficult time ever coming to, to grips with and coming right. to a point where I could forgive Ronnie for all of that. Yeah. But um, I know she's not drinking now and right. she's, you know, she's been reaching out to me quite often. We have a history. Rob and I didn't have much of a history with it all, but Ronnie and I, you know, knew each other for the entire time I've been in Vancouver, which is well over 25 years now. And yeah, you know, yeah, we, we had, we had shared times with our kids and all kinds of things, but very, we're very different people you know, personality wise. So yes, very different. You're like sweet and like gentle and she's like a pit bull. I like it. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. 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 But, but I know. mean, yeah. And I just find like life is so short and the older you get, the more you kind of realize, like, you don't need to ever really forgive people for things like Jody. Do I ever think I'll talk to Jody again? Absolutely Probably. Not. <laughs> I would be upset. <laughs> I, I would don't... be so upset if you did. No. <laughs> No, I don't think so. And, you know, so it's very, it's, it's like, you can, I think sometimes when you harbor hatred or you harbor animosity, it sometimes can do you more damage than the person that you don't like, you know, sure. internally. So, and I mean, yeah. Jody on the it's show was just, Jody on the show was so aggressive but even from the get-go like I actually re-watched a few scenes from your guys's like franchise and I was just like from the jump of her like intro of her like on her deck or whatever it was it just all seemed aggressive with the crowns and the fur and the tutus and it was like oh my god like you're not Betsy Johnson like relax <laughs> like, I got the tiara. oh the tiara like I just wanted to chuck it off her head like I felt like her daughter was so cute. It's like, leave the TRs to your daughter. Like, my God, like, we, this is the Housewives of Vancouver. Like, when you look at other franchises, especially myself, who have watched all these Housewives, 
and this woman's coming on with a tiara I'm like oh my god please take that off <laughs> yeah and kind of it was it almost looked like toddlers and tiaras right yes, that, that, that show. Was at the same time <laughs> it was so crazy but I know that, you know, she has, uh, that was car- karma to me because I know it's not had a good go of it since the show. And she'll tell people now that it was scripted and um, that's her thing. She tells people it's scripted because she can't own her, her behavior. Yeah. And I've noticed quite a few of them do that because they looked whatever, however they were edited. I knew that no matter what they did on Housewives, they really couldn't do much to to edit me in a poor way because I didn't give them any material to do that. Right. Like, I mean, it really was, it was really edited. Honestly, it really wasn't. I mean, they will tell you it wasn't, but um, I saw everything that was pretty much the way it was. So, yeah. I mean, she just was so aggressive and I just, I, I didn't like her off the bat and I don't not like a lot of housewives. And I'm, again, I'm not just saying that because you're here, but a lot of housewives that I've like follow on Instagram, they just exude like, you know, like yourself, you're positive, you, you tell it how it is and you are open with your life. And when you now to tell people that it was scripted, like you're just lying. Like we all know it wasn't scripted. We've watched years of housewives before you guys even came on. Like we all know how this game works. Exactly. Exactly. And there's no written by on this, on the, on those credits, the line credits, yeah. there's nothing like that script supervisor, nothing, yeah. there was no script supervisor. Like so. legally, you'd have to put that in there. Like we're not dumb. Exactly. And then there's Mia. Yeah. Daughter. God. Yeah. Oh my word. I feel like she's kind of gone through it a little bit too, after the show. Yeah. I mean, well, they were, they were the evil twins. They were t- terrible. And I think that, you know, she's been into a lot of issue after the show. Um, you know, the one person I do see on occasion and she just moved back to town is Christina. Oh, she um, did. Yeah. She's back in town. I had lunch with her about a month and a half ago and, um, she's in town somewhere. I don't know where she's, she was living in my neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. I would see her often, which was so great because I flew down to South Carolina to interview her for my podcast when I, right. um, a couple of years ago, but, um, so she's still kind of doing her thing and not much changed there. Um, still, I think, you know, searching for her journey. Um, I haven't seen Reiko at all. I haven't seen, um, Amanda or Yulia. I don't know what happened to those women. Amanda um, irritated me. So that didn't, I didn't miss her too much. I, yeah. It was a weird one. That was a weird casting in my yeah, With her like kombucha tea and her like 20 whatever year old boyfriend at the time like living in the house with the kids I don't know I thought it was weird (laughs) and again not nice to me from the very get-go but what did you have to offer nothing yeah it was really strange from the first very setup that I ever met her she was not nice to me she was friends she became a Ronnie follower and a Jody follower and it was like you it was really kind of good versus evil where it's very strange totally uh, yeah, it's really, really strange the way it all worked out. And then Reiko was the same. Reiko ended up, she wasn't very nice to me either. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and, see, yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention to her. Like when I think of Vancouver Housewives, I think of like you, Ronnie, Jody, of course, because you can't freaking miss her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
and Robin, like that's who I think of as the Vancouver housewives. I don't even think of Reiko. She was on for one season. Like, okay, she's an OG housewife, but big deal. And I loved Yulia. I really enjoyed her on the show. And I was surprised that she didn't end up coming back. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I think, you know, I remember when they canceled, when they canceled the show, they, they basically, because of all the bullying is I was actually in Toronto, um, with the head of, uh, slice network Mm -hmm. and she and I just happened to be in the same place at the same time. And she said, sorry, we're canceling your show. And I was like, don't, don't say sorry to me because I don't know if I could take another year of it. And I said, but why are you? And she said, it was just too much um, negativity coming from people writing them and that they just thought the bullying was over the top and it, and it became very negative for a lot of people. So they Absolutely. didn't want to take risks. Yeah. It was so crazy considering like, and we spoke about it, that Canadians are nice and we have this like demeanor about us like even I went to New York a couple years ago and even like walking the streets and someone walks into me you're like oh sorry like and then for them to just keep walking you're like wow like f you like (laughs) you know what I mean that's just how us Canadians whether you're a native here or you came here from whatever you end up adapting that type of personality and just to see that that did not translate on the show at all was shocking absolutely shocking yeah yeah it is really, it's, it's interesting how it all worked out. I mean, it's, uh, they, they had rumor that it was going to come back, you know, each year, it seems like there's a rumor that they're going to bring it back again. Absolutely. And I had, I would probably never go back, but I would with a different cast. I would, if it was a different cat, I would never go back with Jody on it again. That's for sure. Uh, I would never let you go back with Jody on it. <laughs> Could you imagine? I just, I, and I was younger at the time when that show came out. So I didn't actually get to watch a lot of it. It was when I was older that I kind of binge watched and then followed you guys on everything. But she just triggers me in a way that I can, like, I would just skip through her scenes, like her in her stupid store with her daughter. And then her daughter's like, I got a nose job. It's like, okay, everybody in Vancouver, like some girls get nose jobs. Like it's not uncommon, like. Get over oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You could all I think pulling out hair in a nose job. Like, it's not hard. Exactly, exactly. And then the whole thing with her uh, glass house and the oh. bags and the, all that. So that was just, oh, my God. Someday I should, I should rewatch it. I haven't seen it since it was aired. And I've just always, sometimes somebody will send me a clip of something. And I'll just be like, wow. It just, you know, it throws me back into the whole... Wow, was like, right. I had PTSD after that show. I'm not kidding. Well, then there was a, a time where it was there was no Housewives and it was just strictly the U.S. franchises. And then they came up with Toronto. And I felt Toronto was literally the same, not as aggressive as Vancouver, but Toronto only lasted like two or three seasons. And then they were cut because there was a shit ton of bullying there too. It's like, what is with you guys, Canadians? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what? Actually, it was one season and I have met, let's see, how many of the women have I met from there? I'd never seen this show to this day. I have not seen it. Um, I met uh, the first woman I met from Toronto. I was in LA at a production conference for like um, non-scripted television. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was with my business partner, Fiona Forbes. And, and this woman came up to me and she said, oh my God, hi, how are you? And I was like, good how are you do I know you I'm like do I know you and she goes yes it's Kara and I go Kara. Uh, 
You're like, I did not know her because I'd never seen the show. And she goes, it's Kara from Toronto, from Housewives. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I said, I've never seen the show. So I didn't recognize you. I've never watched it. I still have Housewife PTSD, so I don't watch it. And she's like, oh my God. So she's let's have lunch. So she and I had lunch uh, upstairs in the conference room with everybody else. We sat at the same table and she went out to tell me everything. And she said that people think, think she's the Jody of the Toronto Housewives and I was like really oh wow that doesn't sound good really (laughs) she she is such a bully but but I'm not it's so funny because they have very similar features like they're short they kind of have like a weird like cheekbone structure that resembles like a witch like same with like the nose it's very crazy you know you're right they do look alike when I remember seeing her and I was like Oh my God. She kind of looks like Jody, to be honest, Great. but less the feathers. Yeah. And, yeah. and she told me about this episode, um, where she was on a boat or a boat or yeah. something. And I was like, she goes, but I didn't, and I would never do that. And so after, and I was like, oh, okay, well, God, I'm sorry. I just didn't, I never saw the show, whatever. And then a couple of months later, I met Anne Kaplan yeah. uh, in Victoria, uh, at a magazine event and so she and I sat and talked to each other and then I had lunch or dinner with her in Toronto like about six months ago mm-hmm. uh, a little Italian restaurant and she was lovely like she was super funny and super nice um yeah and um told me that it was all true about Kara. <laughs> she's crazy she's crazy she's crazy yeah and then I also had a nice, lovely conversation on my podcast with Roxy. So Love those Roxy. are the three. Yeah. So those three I met from there, uh, from Toronto, but I haven't, I don't think I've met any of the other ones, but just all by chance, which was really funny. Yeah. And I've also uh, kept in like on social media with Joan. Um, I think her last name's Kelly Walker or something like that. Walker, Kelly, Joan. Anyway, she was oh, on the is show. Is she the one who does the fitness? No, that's, uh, no, that's the other one. They're all blonde, unfortunately, except for Roxy and, and the other one. Um, anyway, she's lovely. And she, I've reached out actually for her to come on the show too. So we're kind of in the talks with that. But she kind of resembles the same personality as you, like very positive. Like she didn't deal with the BS, like took it, but like kind of didn't at the same time, like wouldn't care. Um, so I would kind of compare you guys as like housewives and very like positive she didn't really care what anybody had to say but like at the same time like being in the middle of it um but yeah right right. I was so disappointed when like both series went down so quickly because you see these Mm -hmm. these um U.S. franchises like Beverly Hills and New York has been on for almost you know 15 seasons it's like oh my god and then here's Vancouver we can barely get through three without having an assault you know what I mean like it's crazy I know I know I'm surprised I mean I I think it would probably be such a big comeback if they did redo one of them or bring one of them back or you know you know so I just I think it probably could be a big show again but I you know I believe that there should be a part of where where it's not all fighting I mean that's what I think I like about the other franchises is that there's evil amongst them but there's also a good side to most of them where with Jody, you never even saw a good side of her. Like Ever. she doesn't even have one, you know, it's like, even okay. Like, even like with conversing with her children, it was very like, oh, I just, it was so, 
so wild to see her just talk to her children, even in like this, not the same demeanor in like mean, but in the same like tone of voice. And it was just very Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. And I was just so not into it. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to, in order to be a parent, you know, and I said this on our first season, I remember the first season, um, tell all or the, the, reunion. the final reunion show. And I said to Jody, and I don't remember if they kept it in there, if they took it out, but it was just like, how can you be on this show? I remember saying to her, how could you go on this show and be an example to your children and feel that you were a good example? Because to me, the most important thing in my life is being a good example to my children. Totally. And, and if you can be this way, oh, my children love me the way that I am, Mary. You know, and I was like, well, they may say that to you, but you're, em- you know, they're going to emulate you especially that little one at some point and look at uh-huh. Mia she totally emulates Joey or oh, jo- Jody and uh, yeah it's not hell it's not good it's not no. good it's like I always say my my oh, greatest co- accomplishment in life is, would be you know for me to be able to have said that I took a hand in raising three little boys into great men because there's just not enough great men in the world in my opinion <laughs> so, and it was nice to see your boys on the show can you tell us a little bit about what they're up to now yeah, so my oldest son, uh, Cole, he um, went to UCLA, and I think last we saw him on the show, he was going to New York, and he worked for President Clinton um, wow. on an internship, so that was great, and he graduated in political science and uh, history, and he's working for a, a new company called Whistleblower uh, in town, cool. and, and he ran for office, so he had just run for MLA. I saw, that was so interesting. <laughs> Wasn't it? We knew he wasn't going to win because he was going up against the health minister who had been in office for a very long time. I just love that you guys were on the corner with your signs and my mom would be the same. She would know, like, you know, like you said, you knew he wasn't going to win, but you're going to give it the best shot you can because you're there, you know, and my mom would be holding that sign just as high as you were. Oh, that's so cute. And I, and we, I was just like, Cole, you're not going to win, but, and he knew it, but you know what? You have to start somewhere and he always wanted to be in politics. So it's a great start. And I think, um, he's got great ideas for the future. And, and, um, I just think millennials are great. And, you know, as much as they have people say bad things about them, the millennials, I just think are a great bunch of people. And I think, um, you know, I think they have a lot to say and they can change the world in many regards. So I'm excited for his future. And um, I think he has a lot in front of him and he wants to, to make the world a better place. And so that's so awesome. Um, yeah, and so my, and then, so that's what Cole's doing. And then Chase, my middle son, who I wrote hero with mm-hmm. and for, he has been seizure free for 15 years or something now, Amazing. 10 years, I guess 10 years now. Wow, and he's um, he's at Santa Monica College, just finishing up his degree and just applying for uh, to transfer into UCLA or one of the UC schools right now. He hasn't, so which has been a real every day. We're working on auditions and stuff like that. So he's transferring, Um, and then my youngest son is working down in um, in LA in in social media, and um, he's living down in LA with his dad. Beautiful. So they're all doing well. That's so nice to hear. I actually think I had like a college class with one of your boys and I can't remember which one it was, um, but it was a long time ago. Was and it I, at UBC? UBC yeah, or- yeah, it was at UBC. Yeah, Cole was at UBC for a year. So I bet you it was Cole. Yeah, it was probably Cole. And I think we were in like a, I don't know if it was a Spanish like 
elective course or it was a political science class I can't remember but I just remember him because he was on the show and I was like oh my god this guy looks so familiar where do I know him from and then it clicked I was like oh my god that's Mary's son act cool act cool (laughs) that's funny but I also went to a high school that played football against the high school that your kids went to so we always kind of I didn't know your son personally but we always kind of saw each other in like that realm of the world um what school did you go to I went to Notre Dame you went to Notre Dame so yeah. okay I was gonna say because Notre Dame was big on football we're pretty big um, on football. American football yeah and that's why Cole went to VC mainly to start with is because he wanted to play American football yeah and I had a lot of friends that went there so I was like oh cool you know like and when you guys were on the show at the time it's like oh well we go to school with a housewife son I was like okay guys relax <laughs> oh that's so funny so funny. Well, I'm so glad that you took the time to chat with me today. Is there any projects you want to chat about? I know you mentioned your podcast. What's going on with that? Well, I'm just going to start firing it up again, a new uh, new format. Um, I've been working on a small little project with Biff Naked, and we might be doing some love things together. Her. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, I she's like a superstar. I love her too. She's such a sweetheart. Um, aside from that, I've been, I've been working quite a bit um, in production still. So I've been, cool. um, oh, I don't know. I have a boyfriend now, which <gasps> is like, the tea. I haven't had a <laughs> everybody. Oh my God. How exciting. I'm so happy. I've not mentioned that. Thank you. I hadn't had a boyfriend for, I guess, nine years, eight or after, ever since before Housewives. I never really, after Housewives, I think I was so post-traumatic stress syndrome that I decided I just needed to just, you know, work and, and, and be with my kids and just kind of, uh, find myself again and so anyway yeah I I met this guy at the at the RBC bank a year and a half ago here in Vancouver and he's an actor from LA and his name is David and um yeah so we've been dating for a year and a half now and um so that's big news because I don't even talk about it on social media no one knows I have a boyfriend other than my close friends so now I've said it on your podcast oh my god and his name is David you said name is David. Yeah. David, if you hurt my girl, I'll come for you. <laughs> okay, I'll He's come really- for you, David. Don't play with me. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big, that's big news. That and is so he, he's an actor and a producer and we are, we've been writing shows and um, I mean, a lot of people don't know that I wrote shows and produce shows. So I'm back doing that and pitching shows and that's awesome. Um, yeah. And so that's really fun. And I'm playing a little bit in the market. I've been doing some market things and awesome. um, yeah. So uh, thinking about getting some music started again. So I'm kind of feeling oh, like, yeah. Really, oh my yeah. God. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really inspired right now to do more creative things. And, um, and with the guys all kind of starting to disperse now, I'm, I guess I'm going to get more time to, to do that. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Like you just deserve like all the good things and housewives. I think the platform was good for you. The experience was probably a zero out of 10 for you, but um, look at what it's doing for you now. I'm so, so happy for you because you deserve all Thank of that. You. Oh my God. You're such a sweetheart. I'm just and so next excited. time I would be, I would love to get like on if you, we should, I mean, I don't have, obviously we don't have the video footage on. Um, but when uh, next time, if you want to do it again, I'd love to, we can get on an actual video conference. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Anytime. Just let me know. Um, and just let everybody know quickly where we can follow you and support you and all that jazz. Okay. So I'm just at my name, Mary Silva on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Like I'm just my name. So just type in my name and I'm there and I'd love to hear from anyone. And, um, thank you so much for having me on. I love your podcast and I'm so excited that you have me on. Thank you. Well, this conversation has seriously been like two years in the making for me. So thank you so much for sharing your day with us and just giving a piece of your life. The door's always open here for you at the Tea with Tash podcast. And we're hoping to have you back soon on any project you have. Just let me know and we'll pop. I will. Um, Thank you to everybody for listening. Make sure to follow Mary on all of her platforms. Follow me at Tea with Tash. Head over to Instagram, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review, all that stuff. And until next week, uh, leave spilling the tea to me. Bye, guys. The wake up early, do a little studying, take the dog out, finish that audiobook until the very end, finish that workout, then stop by McDonald's for breakfast and somehow manage to do it all before that 10 a.m. meeting meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Any two for two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay. Give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.